So today I want to talk about the heart. That is a subject that a lot of times, particularly men, we tend to avoid. I don't think we avoid it because we're trying to dodge it on purpose. I think we avoid it just because we don't know much about it. We don't know much about our true drive, our internal motivation, or we've never really seen how that really intersects and fits with all of our dreams. And so today, we're going to talk about the third rung on the advanced framework. Now, again, we'll start tying all this together later. I keep saying third rung or the next part of the framework. Here's here's where we've gone. We started off at rung number one. That's the what. That's the idea. That is the thing that is in your head, the dream. And, and I often talk about it like a, a first rung on a ladder. If you have an idea, you have a dream, something in your head that you can define, you're going to get farther, higher towards your dream than someone who has no idea. The second rung is the how. That's the implementation. That's what you do with your hands. Second rung of the ladder, you're going to get higher, farther, closer to your dreams if you have the ability to manage the time and the schedule than you are than someone who just has the idea. This third rung up the ladder is the why. It is the inspiration. It's the drive. We move from the head, first rung, hands, second rung, to the heart. Somebody who knows the reason that they're moving forward in their dreams, that's going to take you farther, higher, faster. And so the heart is ultra important. Hey, so we actually record this podcast and release it once a week. But if you would like the advance on the go, that's not really even the official title of it. But I've got to come up with something else because we used to call it the advance cast. It is a daily text bot that will deliver you hope-filled inspiration and communication every single day even on Saturdays, even on Sundays at around 12 noon. Uh, sometimes it's just going to be some image or graphic with uh, a, a verse or a quote. Sometimes it's going to be a link to, oh, hey, here's a video that we shared several years ago that you might benefit from. Uh, most of the time it is just, again, a douse of hope and something that's going to help you uh, have a kick in the middle of the day. Here's how to get it. Text the word ADVANCE to 205-259-5221. That is just the word ADVANCE to 205-259-5221. I I know you're thinking, well, I I can't remember that. It's in the show notes down below. ADVANCE to 205-259-5221. What do you think, Randy? That's really good. You know, you start tying it in, because I think a lot of guys are listening to this, and, and maybe they're, like a lot of us, there's about six or seven different areas where we our mind is taking us. But if, if we, you know, think in terms of, like, what, as it relates to my marriage isn't where it ought to be, I'd like to bump it up from a six to a seven, or I'd like to get it from a, you know, wherever wherever you are, right? Because we've all, we talk about that, right? It's, it, where you are is not who you are, it's just where it's you just are. It's just where you so, are. You know, wherever we are on that marriage scale. No shame in that. Just to go, okay, to sit and reflect and say, what is it that that I want out of my marriage? And not so much just her, like what do I want her to do, but what do I, how, how can I play a part in getting that? And then you you know, you know coached us on the aspect of how, like, okay, well, some of it's going to be scheduling and all of those things and coming up with 
you know, what are the things that I'm going to have to quit doing if I want that better? What, what things do I need to start doing? Right. What do I need to do more of? And, and now it really does come down to me having to have an honest conversation with myself about what does my heart want and really what does my wife's heart, I mean, not that it plays into that, but I mean, that's, that's where we're going. I mean, in marriage, it kind of does. Right. Yeah. And so it's exciting, I think, for a lot of guys to, to begin to see. Because it's easy to think, man, I wish I had a better marriage. But you're actually helping lay out a very easy way to get there, you know, with what we're doing. So the who, I think, really, you're right. It's hard for a lot of guys to, to do that. You know, I, I self-talk a lot. I've learned to do that. You have to. One, sometimes I'm the only one who wants to hear me. But for other reasons, because it's just good to, to talk. And so I'll talk in the car on my drive time. Like out loud? Well, I mean, I try not to for the people around people me. People looking but, at you going. But uh, sometimes, and you know, if I'm honest, sometimes in different voices. But that's a whole other issue. <laughs> but that, that does sound like an issue. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, just to, just to ask myself certain questions like, you know, how can I let this get better? What do you really want to see the outcome of this. And if I get it, well, I like that. Those are kind of some of the things that I do naturally anyway, but I've had to train myself to do that. I think a lot of guys don't think like that. Well, you got to get to the drive. I mean, well, that, I mean, that's important. Here's the deal. The heart is never neutral. So your heart is always communicating something to you. This is kind of our first point of, mm-hmm. of this talk. It's never neutral. Your heart might be numb such that you don't hear what it's saying. Uh, or you might've, it's sometimes that's circumstantial. Sometimes it's because you're so busy. Sometimes it's because somebody has belittled or pushed or squished or whatever, not to play the victim. Let's just, sure. but reality, let's just kind of put, there's different reasons for all of that, but you've got to really learn to listen to what your heart is saying. Uh, sometimes you need to go with what it's saying. Sometimes you need to critique and evaluate and go, that's not a good motivation at all. Sure. But, but you can only do that if you're tuned in to what's going on inside of you. Sure. What's driving you? Why do you want the healthy marriage? Why do you want to lose the weight? Is it just because you want to look good? That's okay. Or is it because you want to be able to outrun your sons, you know, and outlift them or, you know, so you can continue interacting with them on that level. You know, like what, what are the reasons why you want to write that book? Is it because you have a heart message to get out to the world or you just want a bunch of attaboys? You see? Absolutely. Like you just got to know what this stuff is so that you can evaluate and judge it. Uh, and that all comes down to knowing your true drive. Right. Uh, maybe a footnote here. I don't know if you could footnote a podcast. Um, but but I, w- I will say this. You know, we've talked about with the what, you know, and in the planner and in the book, there there are multiple areas of life. So we talk about, your you know, your family and we kind of break that down and go, hey, your spouse and then other family, kids and extended mm-hmm. family. Uh, we talk about friendships. We talk about work, finance, all these areas. The reality is you probably have a different driving force for every single one of those dreams. Um, a couple of years ago, it was really popular for people to say, just let me know if this makes sense. Hey, what's your why? Like, what's, what's your... Right. As if you would have... Just one why. Right. And so what we need to say is like, hey, you probably need to identify the why, the reason, the drive, the motivation, the inspiration. That's kind of the I word mm-hmm. we use. Mm-hmm. So we've gone from head, idea, hands, implementation, heart, inspiration. 
probably have a different inspiration for each of these areas. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Because, I, you know, I think, like for me, I've always been on that cycle of wanting to work out, wanting to feel good, wanting to look the best I can. Some of it was vanity in the early ages. Uh, now my why has shifted from I just, you know, want to look good on stage or wherever I'm doing to, hey, I've, I've got a, a young one. We had a kid when we were in our 40s, which isn't uncommon then, but it freaked us out because we already had three older ones in high school that I thought, I don't want to look like this guy's granddad when he graduates from college. And so my why to stay in shape was motivated by not wanting to be an embarrassment to my son and wanting to keep up with him in my old age. Yeah. So Which is... They change, right? Well, I mean, that's the other thing about your why. It's like, it's okay if it changes. A couple of years ago, I was in a home-based business and initially started doing that just to earn enough money to pay for the products we were buying mm-hmm. and cover the cost. And then as we started getting some success in that, we thought, well, goodness, this could afford some of these extra things that we want to do like vacations and some of the things we need for the kids and paying for the kids braces. You know, we had all these kids that have all these needs um, that we wanted to take care of. And and then once, you know, we had more success, you know, it was like, Oh goodness. Like we, we could actually, I could quit my nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously compressing a lot of time and I could give more time to working from home, spend more time with the family. So the why can shift and it probably will. The most important thing is is not that we kind of box in the why. It's that we understand that there is one. Sure. And that you understand that, that you need to tap into it so that you can evaluate it, <laughs> so you can judge it. Right. Because so, you're living from it regardless. Sure. And I'm wired that way in some sense by nature of being a Christ follower. I mean, I, I want to see my life get better, more aligned with what he wants for me. So in my marriage, there's there's that drive. It I, it can be better. It should be better. It should look more aligned with my faith. Uh, and so I'm driven in that way. So there is that. There's also uh, some of my why is simply because a better marriage is less distracting to the other peripheral issues of my life, right? So if things are falling apart everywhere, that's core for me, my, my relationship with my wife outside of God. Right. So I have a deep desire to have that right because it will let all my other pieces be better. That's true. That makes it. Okay, well, let's go to the next point. The next point is this. Once you gauge the why, once you understand what the heart is saying and you've kind of evaluated that, uh, then there's this word I want to tap into that is so, in, in my opinion, misused in our culture. Uh, but I don't think it's a bad word. I think we just misuse the word hustle. We want to hustle hard after these dreams because we believe that those dreams are given to you by God. Mm-hmm. If the why is healthy, <laughs> right, right? Right. So why would we not pursue those assuming that we're doing the start, stop and continue, assuming that we've got all of our things, all of our bases covered, we're you know, we're managing our time well. We want to hustle in the right way. Here is another keep saying footnote. Uh there is in the Sermon on the Mount this unique way that Jesus says to hustle. So you know the verse Matthew six twenty two and Matthew six thirty three. Matthew six thirty three is seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to yes. you. Now in the context of that, he's saying, Don't worry about what you're gonna eat. Don't worry about what you're gonna wear. 
Don't worry about you know all these things. He goes tomorrow is going to bring enough trouble of its own. He goes the Gentiles, or some translations right. actually say the pagans, pagans. <laughs> seek. There's the word. Right. Seek after all these things. You seek first the kingdom of God. Right now, when I read that verse growing up, I, I often thought it said, "Okay, everybody else is like hustling hard after what they're going to wear, or they're hustling hard after what they're going to eat." And, and maybe not even, you know, like you see in our culture, like we've got enough food. So now we're not even hustling after the food. We're hustling after, is it GMO? Right. Is it organic? Is it, you know, we're, we've got enough clothes. So now we're hustling after, was it made in a sweatshop? I mean, like we're hustling hard, like on all the minutia. Sure. Of the, and I'm not saying those things aren't important. But we're hustling, seeking. And I always thought he was saying, okay, they seek that. But you hustle hard after the kingdom. Like, you put that intensity after the kingdom, and then all this stuff will come your way, too. But when you get into it, it's a little unique because in the Greek language that Jesus was speaking, he uses two different words. So he says, they all seek after all this stuff that you need. Mm -hmm. They seek it. With this intense, unhealthy, chasing, striving, deliberate pursuit. And he says, you don't do that. You seek, different word, as a hunger, a desire, as a wanting, as an invitation for it to come, the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all that other stuff's going to come as well. That's... That's different. So that taps us into this restful, still pursuit, still hustle, but hustle in a healthy way, hunger with this unique, bold confidence that it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. does, does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. In so many ways, really. I mean, you know, when you think in terms of if, if God has put us on this planet and he has and he's... Uh, established our borders and timeline and all of that according to Acts, then this day in a sense is made for me and I have these good works that he's called me to walk into. I should be hungering after what that is. And if I just look at all of these different areas, my marriage or my family or my job or whatever those things are, there should be a, a, an innate hunger within me that I need to realize and then just unleash it, right? I mean, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, that, that kind of leads us to the third point here is. Hey, friends, I wanted to take a few moments from the podcast just to let you know about a unique relationship that I have for which I'm very thankful for. Back in 2018, I began working in some capacity on staff with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Now, I, I say some capacity because there is a long story behind it that I will tell you on an upcoming episode of the Advanced Cast. Uh, however, through that relationship with the founder and executive director, Bob Waldrop, who started Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture back in 2008 as a means to engage people about the current cultural issues of the day in the public sphere from the standpoint of faith and hope and uh, empowerment. Because of that relationship, we have the opportunity now to run the advance, not as a for-profit organization or not as a moneymaker, but really we can run this 
as a nonprofit. That means that we're empowered now to help people wherever they are and move them to where they're designed to be. And that means that if part of your unique call is to jump on board with us and help us create a movement, once again, that empowers people to move from where they are to where they're designed to be. If you want to help a movement that's designed to help people move from where they are to where they're designed to be in in every area of life, whether that's in the area of their family or their finances or their health or what they do for work as they find and fulfill their purpose or even their faith life, as we really feel that faith should infuse all of this, then I would encourage you to follow the link below at the show notes and just go over to Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Learn more about the incredible organization that Bob founded there that has released multiple documentaries on post-traumatic stress disorder, on moral injury, on even families. Learn about several of the books that uh, I've honestly been fortunate enough to work with him as he's created. Uh, learn more about how you can even give a designated uh, one-time or recurring donation to the advanced movement. Those are, because it's a 501c3, all tax deductible. You'll have to get with your attorney as you sort through all the details. But I thank you so much for following along, listening to the podcast. We'll get back to the show right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, that, that kind of leads us to the third point here is that hunger for all of those things that hustle in the healthy way for all those things. Again, assuming the right motivation, the right why, the right centering of the heart, the right drive, that call that God has placed on your life, I really think that affects every single area of life. So let's talk about career for just a minute because that's where we usually we, – now, we've kind of lost this terminology in career. Right. But used to – like when I was growing up, you would hear this terminology of adults. So when I'm a kid, I'm hearing adults talk about, well, what's their vocation? Right. Well, this idea of vocation, you know, the root of that is vocal and in, in, insinuating – that there is this calling, there is this voice from some other place that supernaturally literally rung you up and said, hey, this is the very thing you were designed to do. Whether it was you know, teaching kids mm -hmm. or whether it was you're a doctor or you're a nurse or you're a dentist or you know, there was a kid growing up. He was my age growing up in the church and he felt like he was called to be a, a pastor and then he eventually went to be a fireman. Right. And, and everybody's like, well... He must be running from God. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, what's more like the good shepherd that's literally going to be the one guy that's going to leave 99 people who are outside of a fire and run into a burning building? Sure. Like that was his call is to meet people when they were at their absolute most needful. And as, as a result, he went and got people in fires. He's, mm -hmm. Everybody's running out. He's running in. He went and got people who had fallen in bathtubs when they're at their sure. most vulnerable sure. and most exposed and just need a tender, strong man that can graciously lift them and pick them up and get them to a place of safety or refuge. Um, so this idea of call, you know, can a banker be called? You know, can a, a architect be called? Uh, you know, can an artist be called? Can a, so it affects your career, whatever you're doing. Sure. I think. Does it make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Somewhere, and I cannot remember the quote, uh, but it was like, you know, there are two important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you know why you're born kind of thing, yeah. right? And so that's what you're talking about. That's what we're trying to discover here. What, why am I, right? 
And and I I love that idea, you know. And and I I think too there's some seasons. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't I mean my why it seasonally sometimes shifts as well, not monumentally, but but there are some incremental shifts that take sure. place. We have no kids anymore, so we're empty nesters in that sense. So you know we're we have a we potentially have a different why. My grandkids now matter to me more than my own kids do because they're at the age where I think I can have more input. Right. And so, but it doesn't really change the core. I'm just saying there is that seasonal thing that happens too, right? Well, it shifts. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. And and I think that's where you tap into again this this point of kind of calling and realizing, okay, that doesn't just affect your career, mm-hmm. vocation. That affects uh, family. That affects your fitness and your health. Right. You know, if your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so I mean, should you take care of that thing or not? Is is health a physical decision or is it a spiritual decision or is it a family decision relational or or is it all of the above right it's probably all you know part of your call is how how do you steward the marriage that you've been given how do you steward the kids how do you steward the grandkids part of your call is how do you steward the money and the resources Mm -hmm. and the talents and the skills and the all of the other areas of dreams that you have you don't want to eliminate any of that and go well this is sacred and that's secular so this is more important. No, it all it all fits together. It all works together. Mm, yeah. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Uh, let me let me add this here. You know, because we've talked about tapping into your heart. That was kind of point number one. We we've talked about the importance of hustling, but hustling in the right way. That was point number two. Point number three was just holding fast to your call and realizing the call affects every area of life, not just one. Again, we're talking about the drive, the inspiration. It, at some point, you've got to resolve the issue of identity because if you don't resolve the issue of your identity, you will find yourself pursuing all of these things mm-hmm. and all these areas, and they'll shift. You'll start playing whack-a-mole depending on what's popular on social media sure. or what's popular in culture at the time. You'll start playing whack-a-mole to achieve something outside of yourself in order to bolster your identity. Mm-hmm. And your identity has already been settled. Come on. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. Uh, a year or so ago, I was at a conference, and a guy by the name of Clayton King, the first guy that I heard it articulated this way, I heard guys speak kind of all around it and say it, but he, he actually said this Your identity is based on what you think the most important person in your life says about mm-hmm. you. And if you don't get that one right, that's going to be the driving factor for everything. And so it's going to affect this why on multiple levels. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I see that just from a pastoral perspective. You see people come in who are trying to live up to the identity of what their dad thought they ought to be. That's kind of what you're talking about, right? Yeah, or, or your wife. Right. Or <clears throat> your friend. Yep. Or your boss. Or just... You know, all the attaboys that you get from other voices of people that really aren't in your inner circle. They're just voices where you're getting some kind of affirmation. That affirmation has got to come from the correct place or it will become the why and it will taint every single one of your dreams. Sure. So until we know who we are, we really aren't ready to really launch and, and see the most success that we can see, right? Yeah, I and think if, so. I, I don't think you wait. But if I let everybody else tell me, so I have to learn how to silence everybody else and hear what, from my perspective, the creator 
define who I am and then just get in line with that. That's right. Yeah, and I don't think you wait to start living until you've got all this. I, I think right. it's, it's a constant issue. Like you're, you know, constantly working on. Okay, who who am I? You know, who does God say that I am? Right. You know, because it's it's easy, you know, to get a get a book out and all of a sudden, like, oh, you're that, you know, or you got some success here, you got a failure there, you're that, you know. So mm-hmm. it's a constant refining process. You know, we're always consistently working on it. So you don't wait until you've got this completely dialed in, right, to start doing the thing you're called to do in every area. I, I, I think it, it's just, it's, it's probably kind of the big, oh, by the way, P.S., at the end of this talk, mm-hmm. you got to settle this one because if you don't settle this one, it's going to affect every other thing that's here. Make yeah, sense? Absolutely. All right, let's land it. Uh, we've been through the what. That's the idea in your head. We've been through the how. That is the implementation with your hands. We just talked about the why. That is the inspiration in your heart. In the next week, we're going to talk about one of my favorites. We are going to discuss the who. Hey, I wanted to invite you to take a look down in the show notes. There is an identity course. It's an audiobook, actually, available there for you. Every course on this site is just 10 bucks. And let me say this, too. Right now, we do have a few books, like the planner that you can purchase. Everything else is audio. Here's why. Uh, We really thought that it was important as we rolled out the new website not to have a bunch of video courses. We don't want you spending time watching a class uh, when you could invest that time with your family. And so what we would prefer for you to do is just listen to the audio while you're driving, while you're exercising, while you're doing the grind of some of the other important things that you do every day. And this course is all about who you are. Now, in this episode of the podcast, we refer to that. And so identity, if you don't know who you are, you will scramble and hustle to create that identity through externals, through achievements, through accolades, through some sort of affirmation from other people. And what you need to understand is that your identity has already been settled once for all time. And then you need to live out all of the gifts, all the skills, all of the abilities that you have, probably the same things that you would do to attain the identity. You do those things from a completely different center. Uh, The identity course is down below just $10. Take advantage of that if you want to learn more about this important subject of who you are.